This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a cold, my lord is it cold, Monday evening here in Michigan. Uh, glad to be with you as we get ready to take a look at what's going on in and around the racing world. we got some news to cover, but we're going to have some big news, we think, coming up later on in the show, so stay tuned for that. It's all straight ahead, but first, here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Big news out of NASCAR today. Veteran driver Eric Almarola announced that 2022 will be his final season in the NASCAR Cup Series. The driver of the number 10 Smithfield Ford Mustang made the announcement today. Almarola says he's looking to spend more time with family. The Cup Series driver has won three times in NASCAR's National Series across 12 years of the national sport. Also in NASCAR, it was announced that a classic layout for Sonoma Raceway will return with the shoot. Carousel, which was part of the original racetrack layout, was used in 2019 for the 50th anniversary season and was also used again in 2021. But race fans and race car drivers all said, we want the shoot. And Raceway General Manager Jill Gregory says that's what they'll get in 2022. Lucas Oil Power I National Midgets released their 2022 schedule on Sunday. The season will feature 38 events from March through October at 16 different locations. And how about this out of Berlin Raceway today? Flow Racing subscription will now get you all of Berlin Raceway's events live streamed in 2022. Uh, Beginning in April, you'll enjoy live streaming coverage of the 72nd season of Michigan's only NASCAR-sanctioned short track, Berlin Raceway. And then uh, it all kicks off, of course, with the Berlin Raceway 16th annual Icebreaker um, from Berlin. So that's a big deal out of that location going to flow racing in 2022 those things and so much more happening tonight good evening welcome in i'm zach heiser rich france joins me from across the way good evening sir good evening how are you tonight zach man oh man what a uh, busy busy time of year it is for for not a whole lot going on it's a busy time of year <laughs> there, there's just some things happening around you know zach and i i it was it's been busy for us for a while but boy i had a busy week last week i had my first uh uh, close contact is what they call oh, it boy. these days, right? Oh, oh boy. boy. Yep. So, um, made me a little bit nervous because it was, yeah, very close. So at work. So, um, but you know what? I'm super, I feel great. Nothing. Um, I think I slipped by this one and I'm ready for the banquet this weekend. Yeah. So we should be good to go for the Michigan auto racing fan club banquet this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk about that coming up. Also, I want to pass along our thoughts and prayers to our friends on the West coast, uh, part of the state, 
today, Rich. A uh, lot of folks reeling from the sudden passing of uh, Jim Brown, who was a, a massive part of, we understand, that side of the state. Really, Rich, not somebody that I really knew, uh, didn't know at all, actually. I'm not sure if you knew him, but just judging by social media, he influenced a lot of folks in our sport. Yeah, it uh, seemed like Cal- the people at Kalamazoo Speedway have had a rough week, um, you know, so it's sad, you know, it's it's last year and a half or so, Zach, you know, we hear some of these, we've just hearing about a lot of them lately for some reason, unfortunately, but, um, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody, Gary Howe and his team out at Kalamazoo Speedway. Uh, I know he, he worked with them. I, I think I remember him, but I don't think I've ever met him, met him face to face, but, uh, you know, um, our thoughts and prayers out to everybody out there at Kalamazoo. Um, they've had a rough week. Now, I want to start the show. Uh, of course, we do that. But also, I want to mention that I had a chance to go to our first banquet of the offseason over the weekend. And that was, of course, for the Great Lakes Super Sprints, Great Lakes Traditional Sprints, and the Great Lakes Lightning Sprints, where they honored their champions, top 10 in the series, and also their rookies of the year. Um, and uh, so let's just take a minute to recognize them. 2021 Great Lakes Lightning Sprints Rookie of the Year was Bella Erickson. She got a nice award uh, as part of all of that. And then, of course, the champion was uh, Jack Nichols, who dominated the Great Lakes Lightning Sprints in 2021. And he's a name that's going to be – I think he's going to come up through the ranks in sprint car racing. Then in the traditional sprint side of things, a young man that we all know, Keith Shefford Jr., picked up Rookie of the Year honors – he also picked up a special award to start the night. The Hart Award was awarded to Keith Shefford Jr. for he and his family pursuing racing and continuing to stick through it through all the trials and tribulations that they had. So a special award for him. Steve Irwin ended up being crowned the champion of that series for 2021. Then for the Great Lakes Super Sprints, the Rookie of the Year for 2021 was Shane Simmons in the 07 machine. And then, of course, Ryan Rule, the Great Lakes Super Sprint Series champion. And Rich, everybody commenting that Ryan may have been the best dressed at the 2021 banquet. It was close. I, You know, I, I thought at first Zach Heiser was the best dressed <laughs> because I did, I did stream that and I was watching it. But then I saw Ryan Rule come up to the front and I said, Sorry, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan wins this one. You can't com- what a what a jacket. <laughs> you cannot compete with the uh, with with the gold jacket uh, that that Ryan had. Do you also want to mention R.J. Payne won the inaugural Hart Award for the Great Lakes Traditional Sprints? You'll remember R.J. got hurt. Uh, at I-96 Speedway earlier this year, went through all of the rehab and rehabilitation and was back racing again before the end of the season. So he also earned the Hart Award for the uh, GLTS side of things. And Shelby Yapoles won the Hart Award for the Great Lakes Lightning Sprint. So a nice job to everybody. Congratulations. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody in 2022. And uh, also, I will say, the schedule was released at the banquet. We'll have more on that coming up in the coming weeks. Oh, I think we have a lot more schedules coming out oh, yeah. in, in the next couple of weeks. And just a reminder on schedules, uh, we did po- we do have a story on our website on the Flat Rock and Toledo schedules. Uh, you can go on there, check that out, uh, and they can give you all the highlights of what Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway have going on also in 2022. But, uh, Zach, uh, there's a schedule change for Champion Racing Association. They had a couple to-be-announced dates that hey, they hadn't filled yet uh, for the uh, – Jake's Harry All-Stars Tour presented by Chevrolet Performance. And uh, when it was released, I believe they released that back uh, December 10th. They've now added those those items onto the schedule. And the series will visit Flat Rock Speedway for the first time on Saturday, June 18th 
and they will visit Grundy County Speedway in Morris, Illinois on Friday, July 22nd. Do you think we'll have time to go down to the Grundy County auction? That's what I want to know, because I might see something that I just have to have. Oh, yeah? You're going to have to tell me. What do they sell there? Uh, well, all I know is that uh, when John Michael Montgomery went there, his his eyes told him to proceed with caution. So just be careful. There's a song there, Rich. Never mind. <laughs> I, I was hoping for more if you were going to interrupt my story, Zach. Well, I thought about busting out into the karaoke, but this just doesn't seem like the appropriate place. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the June 18th event uh, at Flat Rock Speedway will, will be the series' first ever event at the track uh, that has been a staple for the ARCA CRA Super Series for many seasons. The 125-lap event will be a combo event for the ARCA CRA Super Series and the Jake CRA All-Stars Tour with a winner declared for both Series Act, similar to what they did um, in 2019 and 2021 at the Berlin Raceway. So that'll be cool. And the July 22nd Chicagoland Showdown 100 presented by McMahon Transport at Grundy County will be the Series' first ever event at that track. The ARCA CRA Super Series had one event at the third mile high banked oval back in 2005 let's talk about some other pavement things happening this is a driver that uh, you know of course i know and rich you know and recognize from our time helping at nashville fairground speedway but cole williams the southern indiana driver i think is going to be a name a household name here in the next couple of years he won the 2021 all-american 100 pro late model event at nashville he'll slide back into the driver's seat with rackley war at cordell's speed fest coming up january 28th through the 29th at crisp motorsports park and watermelon capital speedway williams renewed his commitment to rackley war in december and plans to run the full late model schedule at nashville fairground speedway in addition to other possible regional events with the team they also recently announced check this out in their super late model entry for this event josh barry and how about the people's race car driver? Matt Benedetto will campaign the team's number 25 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Chevrolet full-time in 2022. How about Rackley War making some noise before the 2022 season? And I got to say, the Nashville, Tennessee-based team, or I'm going to call it Nashville, they're close enough, and Matt Benedetto just makes so much sense to me that uh, I think Matt's going to help them continue to grow their truck series team, and they're going to be a real force here in the next couple of years. Yeah, I saw the Cole Williams deal. We kind of knew that was coming up after after he jumped in that ride late this season uh, and then won the All-American 100. I didn't see the Josh Berry deal coming because Josh Berry has never run a super late model. Exactly. So, so um, haven't seen that coming. And then this Matt DiBenedetto release really caught me by surprise. You know, Willie Allen and, and Rackley, they're doing a lot with that race team. And, um, the, Zach, they are growing. Um, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They are, they already are on the pro late model circuit. Uh, I think they want to advance and, and move up and, and really make some noise in racing. And I think they're going to do it. And I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'll argue with anybody. Uh, Matt Benedetto, I think, is a good race car driver. Uh, I think that he's had some obstacles either with team or crew chief or equipment or what have you that he just has not been able to overcome. And he's admitted to those shortcomings on social media. I am very intrigued by this matchup because I believe Rackley War will give him good equipment. And, um, you know, this is kind of like the John Hunter Nemechek thing. You go to NASCAR's Cup Series, you struggle in some subpar equipment. Now, I don't, don't 
talk to me about the Wood Brothers stuff. Don't talk to me about the 95 team. He was not a part of the major three or four teams, so I, in my opinion, he didn't get the best equipment that was out there. Now you have a John Hunter Nemechek situation. You go down, maybe you, you kick some tail in the Cup Series, or I'm sorry, in the Truck Series, and, and you just go out and win races, and I think that's what Matt DiBenedetto wants to do. Yeah, and everybody knows, you know, Matt DiBenedetto can drive a race car. He's he's had a chance to win in the Cup Series, um, you know, and Denny Hamlin will tell you that, right? So yeah, um, he can he can drive he can drive a race car, but he needs to be in some equipment that he can compete in and not be struggling with um, because he has a lot of talent, and and it doesn't do him justice to to be in just a charter team, right? that just gets into the races, you know? So I think this is going to be a big year. And I'm going to say right now, I, I bet you Matt DiBenedetto puts Rackley Warren victory lane in 2022. Ooh, a hot I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call that right now. Hot take Tuesday on a Monday edition of horsepower happenings, folks. Uh, you heard it here first, January 10th, 2022, just about 16 minutes after nine o'clock. So uh, there it is. Rich, how about this? This is an event that you got a chance to go to last year, different venue, same name. And uh, you also had a chance to take it in this weekend as well. Yep, they're just getting rolling. The, uh, a schedule conflict prevented uh, Brandon Shepard from competing in last season's Wild West shootout uh, it, at Arizona Speedway. Uh, but in Saturday's 2022 opener at FK Rod Ends Vado Speedway Park in New Mexico, the two-time miniseries champion picked up right where he left off, posting his 15th consecutive uh Wild West shootout top five finish and the 28 year old new Berlin, Illinois driver blew past fellow Illinois driver, Bobby Pierce on the high side on the 14th of the of 40 laps and just cruised to his fifth mini series victory, earning $5,000 for the dirt track bank, super late model presented by black diamond race cars, triumph as Vado uh, hosted its first mini series event, Zach. And then last night, uh, it was a race for the ages. Pole sitter Garrett Alperson seemed to have everything in hand, opening up over a two-second lead with 10 laps remaining. But Tyler Urban, Brandon Shepard would have something to say about that. Both drivers tracked down Alberson inside five laps to go. And after multiple slide jobs, B. Shep would bring home his second consecutive Wild West shootout win. Uh, just ahead of Herb and Alberson, Shepard would collect another five grand for his efforts. They are now... Uh, they will be back at it on Wednesday out in the desert, Zach, with over 300K still the target for Bishop if he sweeps all six nights. Wow, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, of course, uh, our buddy Rusty Schlank is out there with that C.J. Uh, Rayburn throwback that caught a lot of people's attention. He had a radiator fan fail and a radiator fail as well, and uh, that took him out of a – he was having a good run over the weekend too. He finished second in his heat race and was running fourth in the feature and was looking good. He was running right with the leaders. Uh, and that thing, whatever happened with that fan, when it broke, it took out the radiator. So uh, they thought that they thought on the broadcast from what I was watching that it was a motor. Glad it wasn't. Right. Uh, make, makes it a lot easier for that team uh, to fix up. But, uh, you know, he kind of getting comfortable in that car. It looked um, on, on night number one. You know, he started a little further back in the field, made the show, uh, you know, finished like 15th or 16th or something. But he looked really, really good uh, yesterday. And uh, I'm looking for him to be really strong on Wednesday and then into the weekend. 
All right, let's talk about this. Uh, I appreciate Chris Foby working this up for us. Under the cover of darkness, it seemed, Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway released their 2022 schedule, and it doubles down on successes that was uh, found in 2021 and adds excitement to raise the bar. Season will kick off with an annual non-points event, the first call on Saturday, April 23rd. Now, this was a modified showcase event. It'll transition back to its roots with a $1,500 win event for super, I'm sorry, for late model sportsmen and port stocks. The event kicks off with a special 5.30 start time. Points season gets underway the following Saturday, April 30th, headlined by the Modifieds. Following week, May 7th, the first appearance of the Napa Outlaw Super Late Models. How about this? This is pretty cool. The mini wedges will be featured alongside the return of the Monster Truck Throwdown, which was a sellout crowd last year. First time ever that Springport had been sold out in 32 years. Um, so the mini wedges alongside the Monster Trucks. And then the mini wedges will also be a part of the track's loan event in September with a special invitational held alongside the Portstock Enduro and MCR Dwarf Cars. And I love this. Kurt Ainsworth, the track owner and promoter, said, quote, these kids are the future and we really want to give them the spotlight a few times this year, end quote. Nice job by Kurt. How about this? The Russ Densmore Memorial with the street stocks in a $1,700 to win event on July 16th, celebrating the late founder of the Speedway and Michigan Motorsports Hall of Famer. Then the Old Glory Freedom Celebration will highlight the Independence Day weekend, $4,500 up for grabs for the Modifieds, $2,500 for the late model sportsmen, and that'll be capped off with the fireworks display. And then lastly, the Battle of the Port returns for... Uh, Again this year, moving from Saturday, moving from Sunday to Saturday with the uh, Super Late Models and Dwarf Cars. And the season will end October 7th through the 9th with the 33rd Annual Michigan Cup at Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway. So a nice schedule released there by Springport. A lot of great events lined up. Looking forward to trying to get over there a couple of times this year. Yeah, Zach, is, is it just me or are they, are they making making tracks out there at Springport Mid-Michigan <laughs> Speedway? Because, uh, man, I... It just seems like more and more every year um, they are putting on some spectacular events uh, that we haven't seen in many years past. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Springport going to be uh, maybe another one of those places to check out and check off your list here in 2022. With that, Rich, it's time to move in now to our featured interview for tonight. And this is another one of those young drivers that we've been watching uh, kind of grow up in a sport and grow up in our area. And, man, what a 2021 this driver had. And when I say that, I don't mean it all for good. we got a lot to unpack with this interview. Rich, let us know who we're talking to. Well, Zach, if there's anyone who's looking forward to 2022 uh, more than this guy, I don't know who it is. Um he makes his home in Lapeer, Michigan. Just had a birthday the week before last. Turned 17. He's 17 years old already, Zach. Can you believe it? I know. That? It's crazy. Chase Berta, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you guys for having me. Man, let's go back early in the year, um, 2021. You guys made the decision to go down to Bristol, and every we heard a lot of stuff about Bristol. Man, you come down here, you got to build a strong car. Uh and they tear them up, and, and you kind of found out firsthand what can happen down there. Yeah, uh, for sure. We uh, found out that Bristol was putting dirt on the track, and, of course, we were all all for that and excited for it. And um, pretty much, like, near the end of the winter, we uh, just focused on that race and uh, was excited for it. Um, showed up. We really didn't know what to expect. Um, ran hot laps and showed decent decent speed. 
Um, but the heat race the next day, <laughs> I like the first lap I spun out and their rule was like a one caution rule. So that pretty much set, set me back for the whole week pretty much. And cause I didn't even make the prelim feature. So, um, look, was looking forward Wednesday and, uh, started off Wednesday good and won, won our heat race, which put us, I think like fourth in the feature. So excited for that. And then we were running fourth and act like running good the whole race. And I think it was about five to go. The uh, lap car spun out and took us out of that race. And uh, we really didn't know what to do for the LCQ. We didn't know if we wanted to run it or risk anything because we were starting pretty far back. And, uh, well, when you look back at it, you wish you didn't do it. But we did. And lap one just demolished, totaled our Totals are modified and pretty much didn't even get a dirt program for the year. Yeah, and that's usually a you know a big part for you guys. You know, I know you're spending a lot of time with the with the pro late model on the pavement, but uh, you guys are really looking forward to spending some time on the dirt with the modified, weren't you? Yeah, we we've loved the dirt modified. We started running it when I was 13, and uh, we felt like it was kind of like a getaway, like uh, every weekend, just go in there and enjoying it and not meaning like making it so stressful and uh it was just a good time but it sucked knowing that we totaled it because it was a good car we had plenty of feature wins with it and uh yeah but kind of just set back set back the year and not to mention too uh i mean not only did you total the race car you ended up with a, a little bit of a trip to the hospital out of that whole deal didn't you yeah uh when the wreck happened uh, my knee because of the one of the bars by my legs I bent like came in and hit my it was like just below my knee which it, at first I really didn't know like I was just I didn't know what happened and then I was like wow my, like, my leg was hurting and uh so they checked on it and the doctor like the infield care center they made it sound like I broke it so I was kind of like I was stressing at the moment but x-ray showed it was just like a I don't remember what the exact word he said, but it was pretty much just big time bruise, as he said. Huh, wow. Well, so you get out of there, uh, you bring your dilapidated car and injured self back home. And, uh, you know, I think for Rich and I and for all your fans, we thought, okay, put the dirt stuff to the side. We're going to focus on a pavement season this year. And, uh, man, right out of the box, testing at Salem, you realize that the precedent had been set set for the 2021 season man the troubles just kept on coming yeah they did uh we tested and we ran about five probably like a five lap run and we knew something was wrong the motor was just not picking up speed and uh realized that wasn't healthy and so we were able to get a new motor for um for the race weekend and uh we were we ran good all weekend, showing like good times and everything. And then we were we were front row on a restart, and everybody started past me on the um, the track, and I didn't know what was going on. I was going over the radio and saying like the motor's not not running good, and uh, so we pulled it in and realized that <laughs> that motor wasn't good either. So there was that was actually our third motor because at Bristol we blew a brand new crate motor that we were supposed to use in the prolate model. So 
with a total modified and three blown motors, it didn't look good at the start. My Lord in heaven. And when you think about this too, I look at you and your dad and, uh, you know, your dad is a working man and you're, you guys are a working race team. Um, how in the heck did you guys recover from this and continue to put on a full season? I don't know. It definitely, definitely sucked for us, uh, coming back home, seeing the broken modified and three broken motors. But, uh, I don't know. We just we just worked and uh, put the put the late model back together, and then I don't remember the second race that much. Chase in the late in the in the in the late model, you know, you said you had the two motors real quick down at Salem. Um, did you guys ever have a point where you were thinking, is there something in the car that's causing this? Because that's normally that is not normal. Um. We kind of thought that, but um, we've been hearing from other racers about like the crate motors and how they're blowing easy and stuff. So we honestly really didn't know what to do. Uh, we didn't know to like either go to like a Ford motor or something else. So was Chevrolet uh, we, working with you guys at all? I mean, were you guys were they were they <clears throat> able to give you any answers? Um, I think like near the end of the year, end of the year, they said they were having problems and uh whatever i don't remember what they said but uh on our one salem motor we did uh able to get another motor we're able to get another motor um so that was nice but that one that one still blew up eventually my goodness now somehow throughout all this chase uh you managed to run with the the jags tour for the majority of the 2021 season you you uh I think you you got show up points or something must have happened for you to be able to uh, punch your ticket in to the chase for the championship. And I think toward about that last three quarters of the season, maybe the last half of the season, things started to kind of, you know, for me anyhow, it looked like kind of felt like you guys were finding your rhythm again as a race team. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. We went to uh, IRP and showed great speed all weekend. We ran up front the whole race. Um, I think we ended up fifth there so we were going into winchester positive and hoping to win a championship and uh then the championship came and we looked pretty good we didn't qualify good but during the race uh we were running like we were third in the championship standings and there's a wreck so um that that like wreck with andrew and um cody so we were like really excited felt like we had the best chance we've had all year to show something and then um well after the caught like when because of the red flag and we went back yellow and we had no power steering and so that one i was kind of i've never really ran a car without power steering so i didn't know what to expect and going in turn one it was weird but after a few laps got used to it um we were catching tanner jack for he was leading the championship with uh cody behind me coming and then Cody got to me, he kept trying to pass me, and then one point, it just, yeah, it didn't work out. You got put in the wall. Chase, I got to ask you, but let, let's back up just a little bit, and then we can get back to that. I was at, I was at Lucas Oil. Um, you know, Kyle Crump was pretty much the strongest car all night there. Um, I was announcing that race. You really did look really strong, and it looked like you guys had everything back together down there, uh, down there in Indiana. Yeah, I felt like that was no doubt about it, the best weekend we had all year. Uh, we 
we didn't even have Josh, our main crew chief, so we didn't know what to expect that weekend, but we were able to perform well, um, ran a good race, and then just near the end kind of was in bad spots, which set us back to fifth. But overall, that was definitely the best weekend. We drove home happy and excited going into Winchester after a positive race. Yeah, you guys had to be flying high. Uh, you know, you're, you're going into Winchester. You got a chance to win the championship. And like you said, you know, Cody's working you on the inside, working you on the inside hard. He couldn't, you were running great up top. He just couldn't get a run to get by you. Um, and then the contact. Did you have any idea that that was going to happen? I didn't think that would happen. I think like, because he, he got to my back bumper a few times and tried to get around me, which any short track racer would do. So like I was just whatever. And then when he put me to the wall, I was honestly more in shock than like angry. Like I couldn't even, like I couldn't tell you what I felt. I was just surprised. I knew when I got back, like my parents and everybody would be like wound up because of what happened. And I kind of just had to like just think, got to control myself and like not, not do something stupid. So I got out of the car and walked back to my pit and just tried to sit down and just, think of different things and still want my emotions to come out. I want to ask you, uh, obviously not the way you wanted the, the championship season to end for you, but um, your run in pavement late models has been pretty good so far, right? You win the, the junior late model championship, then you go rookie of the year, then you're competing right down to the last few laps for a championship in your sophomore season. Um, I have a couple of different routes I want to go with this question. I guess first question is going to be, how do you feel like your late model career has been thus far? Are you, are you happy with your success, or is there still that craving for more? Uh, I think I think it was I think it's going good. Um, I just I think this year this year really sucked, and uh, yeah, I mean I think everybody <laughs> listening can can appreciate that. I mean it really <laughs> did when you look at it. Yeah, we had no luck at all this year, and uh, we kept kept trying to be positive but it was just hard from weekend after weekend of just bad luck happening but uh overall I feel like I've done decent Uh, I'm still looking for my first pro weight model win um but overall I think it's been pretty good and the other question I want to ask is uh this group of chase competitors that you ran against um for me I look at this as you've got kind of the guy that everybody expects to be there with Cody Coughlin, multi-time series champion. And then, you know, any other, anything else you want to say about that? You, you sure can, if you want, but not on our <laughs> show. And then you've got the, you, you other three this season were really intriguing. And I, I think I speak on behalf of Rich here a little bit too, with, with the young talent of, of Tanner Jack. And then you and Andrew Scheid really intriguing for me because of your dirt background and you both coming from the dirt side of things, before really kind of taking into this pavement side of things, there's three young men right there who I believe are a really strong future of our sport battling for a, a highly respected pro late model championship. What are your thoughts on that as a, as a young man? Yeah, definitely. Andrew and Tanner, they've been pretty much good friends for me uh, around the track, talking to them and uh, so on. Uh, I've known Andrew somewhat like since I was younger because he ran um, – go-karts at the there's an indoor series in Michigan and then especially on the dirt side with him running sprint cars and stuff and then Tanner I really didn't know him that well uh, I just 
knew his brother. But uh, this year, from getting to, like, talk to them both and being friends with them, it's cool, um, especially knowing, like, there's other people racing at my age with these guys, and uh, just cool to have somebody there to, like, talk about and have, like, the same perspective about. And then uh, Cody, Cody being there, uh, like, definitely, like, whole year he was, like, the guy to beat. Um, nothing you can really say about that. Um, we all, all three of us knew it was going to be a tough challenge to beat him going into Winchester, um, but overall, I felt like the Chase group of drivers were the four drivers that deserved to make it. And Chase, I, I have to say, you know, I watched you guys quite a bit throughout the season, and and I think it's just incredible how you guys came back this year. That's that's more of a story than, than how unlucky your season was, because there really wasn't anything you were doing behind the wheel wrong. It's just everything around you um you had issues with and and how did you stay positive to say hey i can still get back and and win this thing um through the end of the season uh i feel like mostly like my my parents because they really always pushed me through like the worst and uh just seeing how hard like van dorn and my dad just works on the car and just gets everything ready and uh as ready as it can get and um just pretty much that because like when we're back home like going home eating dinner my dad's always talking about racing or like I don't know he just he just really good at keeping me positive and uh not letting me down if that was me I'll tell you you know I I don't know Chase if you knew I raced for 25 years if I started out a season like that and then I got to June I'm looking for the closest tiki bar and beach for the rest (laughs) of the summer I mean that's what I'd be looking for (laughs) yeah it's uh so my dad says because he uh he recently just we got a house in Florida and whenever whenever like something happens he just says well we could retire and we can go move to Florida but <laughs> were you guys uh I mean were you guys th- this is a tough question and I think this is probably a tough conversation that may or may not have been had were you guys close to throwing in the towel um I don't near mid season it was getting hard because there's Every week it seemed like we had to do something in such minimum time. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say we were super close. Uh, it's hard for my for my dad, especially, to give up on something. Of course. And uh, but I think I think just knowing that we we still had a chance just to make the cutoff line for the chase that we, that's what kept us because well we knew we just had to go in there and just try to perform <laughs> the best we could. But I think that's what kept us in the most. And I think the other thing, too, and we're going to get to this, so uh, don't spoil it too much. But I think that, if anything, you guys can look back on 2021 as a team and as a family and say, man, if we can get through that, we can get through anything this sport (laughs) has to throw at us. Yeah. So now when I was talking to your dad this summer, I had an opportunity to talk to him about a couple of things in the pits. He always gave me time, even if he was busy, he would he would give me time to chat and one of the interesting conversations we had was what is going on with Chase's dirt career? Uh, obviously, this was after you wrecked your modified and everything was kind of up in the air. You still had the street stock, I think, at that time or the hobby stock. And uh, maybe you had just bought another dirt chassis. And your dad uh, said to me, if Chase wants to race dirt, he's going to do it with his own money. Ooh, tell me a little bit more about that from your side of things. Um. Yeah, well, once uh, after the 
after the Bristol wreck, he was already looking at GRT modifieds and whatever. And so one day I was at school and he sent me a picture of uh, the modified and he said, I just bought this or something like that. And I said, you just bought it? And he said, well, you bought it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking, how did I buy it? And then I look at look at my bank account and I was like, whoa. Apparently, I did buy it. Remember the remember the college fund you used to have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, well, we just got a new dirt modified, and um, but yeah, we got it, and uh, we got it back here at the shop, and uh, uh we just kind of like with everything that was happening in the in the pavement stuff, we couldn't make time to get the car done, so. We kind of like we put the motor in and all the suspension stuff in and just didn't get to finish it. And then um, near like the dirt, dirt dirt season, like near the end, we we like thought about putting it together, but um, we just decided to have like a brand new car and start 2022 off with a new car without any problems. Chase, I thought it was funny you had a post. You guys had a post that you finally took that. 18 pavement late model out of the box uh for the first time in about in about uh three months was that punishment for the season that you had in that thing yeah pretty much uh we left it and uh like every two weeks i'd be like are we what are we gonna do are we gonna load it are we gonna work on it gonna haul and, it right uh, to the scrap yard i mean what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was just like i didn't want to see that thing right now and <laughs> we were just like okay and um but we've been working on our other car our um, the red car that we had uh that's going to be moved to a super late model so that's basically been our focus uh for a little bit and uh we just we just brought that one back home and uh we're going to florida in two weeks for a ten thousand to win at showtime so that's pretty much what's been taking our mind off that car right now, but, uh, we got it unloaded and it's at Van Dorn right now getting fixed and (laughs) better make it new again. All right. So let's talk about this a little bit. So that's a little bit of a tease, uh, super series racing for 10 K down in Florida. What else for 2022? I know that you had been throwing around the idea of doing some more super series races, but then my Lord, you couldn't keep a darn race car together. So what are Mm -hmm. we thinking now for 2022? Um, well, we uh we're not gonna run um a full time series in anything. Uh kinda like a pick and choose race uh season. So we will have a super late model and a pro late model for the asphalt. Um probably like ten to twelve races, not much. And then our biggest news is is we just finalized the deal probably a few hours ago that we will be running the dirt late model this year with the dirt modified oh now okay now now you have perked rich france and i's attention 1000 percent. because i don't know about you rich but i did i i the late model was not necessarily on my radar right now for the dirt side of things yeah we didn't we didn't even think of anything of it um until this probably november he we got an offer for on and um talked and talked about it and then today we just finalized the deal so uh, i'm pretty excited um because if we 
perform well. Uh, I don't know what 2023 would be like if we would even have a asphalt team. Um, wow. But uh, we're just kind of trying to find something new. And uh, always, I've always loved dirt late model racing. I always thought they were cool and uh, fun to watch. So uh, we'll just see how this season goes. We'll probably run... Well, I know we're going to run I-96 as many Friday nights as we can. And then Saturdays, <clears throat> Saturdays are, we don't know where. What All right, so yeah, I, I think Rich and I are going this, the yeah. same place. Yeah. yeah, you teased this a little bit. Tell us about this deal. Is uh, Are you in somebody else's car? Whose is it? Or did you guys pick up a car on your own? Um, well, we picked up the car. Um, they were they're good friends with us. Uh, we've always worked worked with them our whole life well tim dale he uh helped me in quarter midgets and then uh he's worked on <clears throat> shannon fist car and then his brother raced the dirt late model and then that's kind of how we got in with that and then we just had a great deal and couldn't turn it down and uh just looking looking forward to this year and excited to try something new what and to- uh hope hope for success what can you tell me as far as uh, do you have a chassis make? Uh, what are you going to run for engine? That sort of stuff. Um, I I honestly haven't got that much information. That's all my okay. dad's information. Um, because I I really didn't know much about it until like I just heard stuff about it. But then I just I just got the phone probably three hours ago, like confirming that I will be. Right in their late model next wow. year. How about that? Now, uh, you have been impressive to watch in all of your racing career, and you've been impressive to watch in the modified. What are you? How, how are you feeling? I can hear in your voice that you're excited about it. I can kind of hear the smile on your face about going dirt late model racing. But what are your? Uh, I mean, tell me what you're thinking. I guess. Um, I think I'm just most excited to get back to dirt racing this year. I've definitely missed it a lot this year, and. Um, so uh, in the modified, I hope for good success, and uh, in the late model, I hope I'm just good, aver- like just good, and not not one of them guys that are getting lapped every race or so on. But uh, that'd be cool, like if we were able to pick up a win this year in the late model. Um, but honestly, right now I have no idea what to expect or what's going to happen. Uh, just just hope I do somewhat good, <laughs> better than last year. Chase, we know is the more seat time you get, the better you know drivers can become. And so, driving on the dirt, whether in a late model or a modified or on the pavement in a super late model or pro late model, is going to make you better. But wh- where are you looking to go? Do you do, do you want to stay more on the dirt side, or you do like the pavement side? How do you want this to end up down the road? Um, well, I think I think this year it's gonna see what what we want to do um with running the asphalt late models and then now the dirt late model um i mean obviously like my dream would always be to make it to nascar or something but um if i was able to do good in a dirt late model like and get a deal for a dirt late model team i wouldn't take it down because i've always enjoyed dirt racing and loved it and uh i just find it find it fun and more more of like a driver's type type of race because, um, I mean, setup's still important, but I just feel like uh, dirt, dirt races are more of a driver's race and uh, really see talent that you wouldn't 
see out of like an asphalt track. Oh man, this is uh, this is exciting. This is going to catch a lot of people's attention. This has definitely caught our attention, and uh, <laughs> we we want to say thank you for breaking the news on uh, horsepower happenings. We love to be able to do that for folks. And uh, Chase, let's see here. Uh, so you're going to go down to Florida in the pavement car. Obviously, you're still going to have a presence on the pavement side of things. You're going to be running some dirt stuff. Where uh, where should folks follow along to keep up with what you've got going on? Um, wait. What was that? I'm sorry. I say, I say, where should where should folks go to keep up with what you've got going on? You're going to be very oh. busy this year. Uh, well, our main thing uh, we post on is Facebook, Chase Spurter Motorsports. Uh, that's the biggest thing. And then uh, we just we've had an Instagram account, but now we're starting to run in, run Instagram now. And uh, but uh, mostly that Facebook's definitely the biggest one. Uh, that we keep updates on chase this is exciting uh we're looking forward to it your first race in a dirt late model coming up soon here in 2022 and then of course still to watch what you're going to do on the payment side of things as well i mean everything about it just as our interest peaks so man i want to say uh, good luck for 2022 we're looking forward to it thank you should be should be exciting and uh pretty busy summer for us Chase is going to be the man to watch this year in late model racing, dirt or pavement. You're going to hear his name a lot, which means he's probably going to be pretty saturated on horsepower happenings in 2022. So, man, Chase, good luck next year. We'll see you at a racetrack, okay? Yep, thank you. Man, oh, man, Rich France, big news, big news. Add another young gun to the dirt late model roster for 2022. That's exciting. What do you think? Um, I think we're going to have to stay on Facebook to figure out where we're going to chase down Chase Bird on a weekly basis. Yeah, no we kidding. Have no, we have no idea uh, where he's going to be, whether it's in a super late model or pro late model or dirt late model now or in a modified. So um, we're going to have to pay some attention because if we assume yeah. that we're just going to go to a Jake Sierra All-Stars Tour race and see him, that might not be correct. And if we assume that we're going to go to a dirt late model race and find him somewhere, that might not be correct. Maybe we need to assume he'll be in a super late model somewhere. That might not be correct either. This kid's got choices this year. But, you know, like like I said, um, you know, I think it's great for him. He's still only 17 years old, and I say still only 17. You know, when I first met this young – I first saw this young man when he was racing indoors when I first saw him, 11 or 12 years old. Um, I, I – I can't believe the progress he's making, and I think it's great. Um, if he's able to do it now and, and decide what he wants to do uh, and see what he likes the most and, and where that path goes, now's the time to do it. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's take a look at the upcoming calendar here on Horsepower Happenings. We talked about it a little bit earlier on in the show. Um, Rich, you have more details than I do, so let's talk about the Wild West Shootout continuing this week. Yeah, Zach, so we're two races in. Like I said, B-Ship's 2-0. Uh, they'll take tonight and tomorrow off. That's Monday and Tuesday off. They'll be back at it on Wednesday, uh, another $5,000 to win 40-lap feature event. And then they'll take Thursday off before they go into the long weekend uh, to close up the whole deal, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if B-Ship can do that, 300 and some thousand dollars last year. Wow. Uh, Last year, uh, Superman Jonathan Davenport tried to do it. He wasn't able to. Uh, he won three events and walk and three or four events, I think. Tyler Herb won a couple, and and he walked out of there with fifty six thousand dollars. So um, we'll see. B Shep's got ten grand in the pocket already, and we'll see what else he's uh, what else he can do the final four nights. Man, but it he was, looks awfully strong. It was something, uh, you know. That there's a 
a bonus that was collected last year as part of some of these extreme events. And I, mean, I just can't fathom him winning six races in a row. But then again, we are talking about Brandon Shepard and anything's possible. And, and I, th- I think he believes it's going to be difficult too. I was listening in his, his interview last night and, and the competition that he has up front there. I mean, Mikey Marler is no slouch. Uh, Bobby Pierce is out there. Um, you know, Garrett Alberson really was a surprise last night. That's, that's a home game for him. Uh, he's from Las Cruces, New Mexico. So, and, and I really thought he had that down and that car just got tight and, you know, and, and him and herb just, uh, just ran him down in a, in a minute. Yeah. That's how fast they got to him. Uh, because he had that race one, he was out and gone. Right. Uh, while, while those guys were fighting through traffic, but, uh, we'll have to see, but, uh, well, Brandon Shepard, um, you know, he's looks he's looked awfully strong the first two nights. If they keep that car like that, I think it's going to be hard to beat him. Chili Bowl Nationals officially starts tonight, and Rich, I'll admit it, I'm not ashamed. I thought today was going to be just a load-in day, maybe get some practice in. Nay, nay, today it starts. And I guess when you got 9,000 entries uh, down there in Tulsa, you got no choice but to get them rolling early, right? Yeah, 400 and some entries. So every, best I figured out, this is the way it goes, Zach, uh, Every team has a night that they race. So if you race tonight, you don't race Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night because those are the other groups that run. Um, and then it det- after tonight, if you're still not in, then you go into the weekend alphabet soup, which I heard is Q. Oh, my. As of now. Oh, my. They're starting, they're starting with Q. <laughs> that could – Saturday could – was it Fr- Friday or Saturday could be, could be a long couple of nights, uh, out in Tulsa, but I, I can give you an update earlier. I was watching first heat race out of the night. Chase Elliott picks up the win tonight, right out of the gate. How about that? So, uh, that's a nice start for him. A lot of talent there. A lot of talent that you have heard of and you have seen in other disciplines, motorsports, that flow racing subscription is really going to pay off for you this week. If you enjoy circle track racing. So check that out. If, uh, that's up your alley, man, rich, that's going to do it. A fantastic interview tonight with chase Berta. Uh, some great news coming out of our industry and really also don't forget coming up this weekend, the Michigan auto racing fan club banquet. We're excited to attend that. Uh, I think you've missed your cutoff to get tickets, but if you're desperate and you really, really, want to go maybe call wild bill and he can squeeze you in who knows is that fair yeah yeah we'll have to find out i well i think the cutoff for the tickets was like january 5th or 6th he had to (laughs) he had to put the i'm glad we got ours in right yeah well i hope (laughs) that was above my pay grade all i know all i know is i'm going to be at the door in a tie if they don't let me in well i'll know when i get there yeah exactly and uh, if they don't let us in rich maybe there's a casino around there we can find (laughs) or something we'll find something or something that's for sure yeah uh michigan r racing fan club on facebook or marf Michigan Auto Racing Fan. See marfc.org uh, for more details on what's going on there. We're excited to go there this weekend, too. So that's going to wrap things up. Thanks again to Chase Berta for Rich France, for Scott Menlin, who pays the bills. I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in. We'll talk same time, same place next week, right here. It's Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.